Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Friday, June 2nd. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Congratulations. You made it to Friday. Give yourself a pat on the back or perhaps a donut. Happy National Donut Day. Long's Bakery here in Indianapolis was voted one of the top bakeries in the country, according to Yelp reviews. Well, and I was just going to say that you should probably get your donuts now while you can still afford them because after the action taken by the Senate last night, you notice they always do it at night, Casey. Yeah. You notice they never make these votes. House did the same thing. Uh, maybe that's why Jim Banks missed the vote on the debt ceiling. Maybe he was taking a snooze. Mm-hmm. We had speculated yesterday that maybe he missed the vote because he was stuck on the can. <laughs> but perhaps it was because he was taking a snooze because these gutless wonders never vote on the controversial stuff in the middle of the day. They always do it at night. Yeah, so they passed that legislation last night to lift the nation's debt ceiling. The final vote was 63 to 36. The bill's now going to go to President Biden's desk. And he, of course, said the passing was a big win for the economy. Um, I would like to point out that our esteemed uh, representative here from Indiana, Duke of Spendingburg, uh, the highest spending, uh, not only Republican, just highest spending Republican in the U.S. Senate, but really rivaling for the grand prize. I mean, he is trying to be the Joseph Newgarden of spending. Todd Young voting to affirm. I mean, no surprise there. Uh, Todd Young adding another $4 trillion to the uh, the nation's debt, uh, joining esteemed people, uh, you know, staunch conservatives like Mitch McConnell voting yes, uh, Mitt Romney uh, voting yes, uh, you know, our usual <clears throat> rowdy friends there that um, this bill was a uh, Diane Feinstein uh, joining him, Dick Durbin. Yeah, but she doesn't even know what she Well, that's on. true. I think Dick, Dick Durbin still knows where he's at, though. Of course, uh, Chuck Schumer voting yes. Well, yes. So Todd Young in the usual reliable camp. Think about this, Casey. The only people, so Indiana... Nine of our 11 Congress people or senators are Republican. Nine of 11. Mm-hmm. And only two of them, because we can't count Jim Banks because he was either uh, looking at himself in the mirror or on the can or taking a nap. He didn't vote at all, so he doesn't get any credit. But only two of the nine Republicans voted against adding $4 trillion to the nation's debt. So Victoria Sparts was one who voted yes. no. And Mike Braun? Mike Braun. He was the other that voted That's it. no. Baird and Yakum and professional office hopper Aaron Houchin and Bouchon and uh, Pence's brother and uh, Duke of Spendingburg. Mm-hmm. Again, don't know where Banks was. He apparently had time to go on TV just before he went to go not vote. Uh, he was on with Tony. He was mm-hmm. on the Wowo. Mm-hmm. All sorts of times to flap, 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 flap his gums about how conservative he is and how he's against the debt ceiling, but couldn't make it to the vote on time. Um, so uh, seven of the nine stabbed society in the back, and thus, once again, we were proven exactly right about who the Indiana Republican Party is. 
These are your representatives. Jim Banks, him nor his people, by the way, have returned my phone call. I figured I'd give him a day or two because surely he's busy. Surely he's being pulled in many directions. Clearly so many directions that he could not even get to the floor to vote on time. But nope, he has not returned my call. And you know what? I think he's just, he's he's scared. Well, he's scared of a woman. And I mean, look, it's a modern day where everyone's equal. So maybe that's not that big a deal. I would like to point out, though, here's what's the most egregious thing about all of this and i am now scanning his twitter just to make sure overnight i didn't miss anything it does not appear that i did he has offered zero explanation where he was on where on where he was Mm -hmm. big tough guy jim banks who was flapping his gums all day because he loves to hear and see himself uh about how he was against his debt ceiling didn't vote and there's no explanation now he's been screwing around on twitter um I mean, I'm looking. He's talking about how he wants to make federal buildings beautiful. Oh, yes, yes. He's very proud of his plan to make the federal buildings beautiful, but no explanation from internet tough guy Jim Banks on why he couldn't be bothered to do his darn job Mm -hmm. and vote on legislation. So, again, this, this is the Republican Party in Indiana. How many times do you have to see it? How many times, whether it's the tax increases or growth of government and growth of spending at a state level, your national representatives, uh, seven of the nine, not voting against adding $4 trillion to the nation's debt. This is who these people are. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt about it now. The Republican Party in Indiana is the party of big deficits. They're the party of big government. They're the party of big taxes. They're the party of big spending. And America's never going to get our fiscal response, our, our, our fiscal state in order. Republicans are calling it a win. It's not a win. It's the Fiscal Responsibility Act. It's not fiscal responsibility. It's just increasing our spending and kicking that can down the road for two more years. Well, look, you wake up today and everything is going to be more expensive than it was the day before. You're going to continue to careen towards insolvency as a nation. You're continuing to devalue the dollar. And that is, I mean, so when George Bush came into office, let's put this in perspective, Casey. When George W. Bush was elected, so 2000, the nation's debt, so the previous, uh, you know, just doing math off the top of my head here, roughly 210-ish years as a society, the nation's debt was $5 trillion. We have now, by the time this debt ceiling plays itself out, we will have added almost seven times what our nation's debt was when George W. Bush entered office. We're not talking about going back to the days of Eisenhower or Herbert Hoover. We're talking about in the 21st century, Mm -hmm. we have added seven multiples to our nation's debt. And again, I blame the Republicans because I know what the Democrats are. The Democrats don't lie to me. The Democrats are honest brokers of what they are. They are lunatic left Marxist socialists who want to spin this country into oblivion. So while they are wholly ridiculous and awful, I don't blame them because they don't tell me they're better. They don't spend months campaigning saying, if you elect me, I will fix this. It is the fault of the Republicans because every time they have the opportunity to do something about it, they do nothing about it because they really no, don't. They want, do the opposite. Yeah, they don't want to do anything about it. And they're lying to you. Thomas Massey is the one I'm most disappointed in because he is so smart. 
He knows they're not going to fix this in appropriations. He knows the penny plan isn't going to actually go into effect. He knows that it's it's whose line is it anyway, where the game's made up and the rules don't matter. And if they don't pass these appropriations, they'll just do something where they don't make the cuts. This was all dinner theater. And gosh darn it, Casey, mm-hmm. I'm sick of American suffering while big government wins. All right. Well, Joe Biden was in Colorado yesterday, took a little bit of a tumble at the U.S. <laughs> Air Force Academy graduation ceremony. And we're going to talk about that and what he tried to say <laughs> coming up. It's 14 minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 18 minutes after nine, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you for joining us today. So I have a feeling I know what we're going to be talking about on Monday already. President Biden is expected to address the nation later tonight after the Senate passed the debt limit bill. Will he be able to stand up for the whole thing? Well, we'll see. He did take a little tumble, didn't he? He was at the uh, U.S. Air Force Academy graduation ceremony in Colorado yesterday, and he was delivering the commencement address. And afterwards, when he was done, he, he went to go shake some people's hands, and apparently, as he calls it, he was sandbagged. Oh, he was sandbagged, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Casey, before we get into Biden not being able to stand, before he did all that, He gave a speech, Mm -hmm. and he did another one. So this was at the Air Force Academy graduation. And he gives a speech, and he did another one of the things. I mean, this is a prepared speech, right? Yeah. Where he says something, and I go, what? What What is he even? It's not I disagree with it. It's I have no idea what you're saying. So let's take a listen and see if you can help me. Okay. It wasn't all push-ups and cramming for Prague Week. Though, uh, to set the Guinness Book of Records, world records, most simultaneous push-ups, there had to be an enormous amount of push-ups. Beyond you, beyond, but all of you, uh, I think you had some fun along the way. Maybe a good use of your epic passes. That would be reason enough to join. I don't know if it's he's... So feeble, he can barely get the words out. I don't know if it's that he talks in, like, if I were to say, let's do a sentence here. If I were to say the dog ran really fast to the food bowl, that's, you know, the dog ran really fast to the food bowl. That's a sentence. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because he says it like the dog ran really fast to the food bowl. I, I don't know that's if it's still be- a complete I mean, it, I, it, yeah, I guess that's even not a good example because I don't even know what you'd call what he does. But he talks like in choppy, like yeah. one or two word increments. So I don't know if he said something coherent and it's just his feeble delivery. I don't know if it's the squinting. I don't know if it's the old man heavy breathing. I don't know if it's the the choppy sentence delivery. Maybe he did. It's just, but it seems like every time he speaks, you mm-hmm. go, what is he saying? Yeah, I mean, it's an effort. I think he's trying, trying to relate to the graduates. Something about push-ups, clearly something that they had to do when they were in the Air Force Academy, and he's, I I don't know. All I can say is if you recall his campaign video that he launched, and he said he's going to finish the job, he wants to finish the job, which sounds more like a threat. I mean, let's, let's just take a moment 
and talk about what's been going on under his leadership because our freedoms are eroding under his watch. We have record high inflation, record taxes, record gas prices, an open border, a fentanyl crisis, a recession, political persecution, uh, an atrocious Afghanistan withdrawal where we lost service members and gave the Taliban $85 billion in weapons and military equipment. We're funding a proxy war, violent crime in all of our major cities, This guy can't walk upstairs. He can't walk downstairs. He can't walk across the stage or ride a bike. As you mentioned, he can't speak in full sentences. He promotes censorship. And it's just extremism. He he uses these presidential executive orders to save his family, weaponizing the three-letter agencies to go after his opponents. Finish the job. Please don't. So let's get to the fall then. So after he gives the speech, he's shaking hands. And one of the things I think that is happening here, I saw somebody say this yesterday. I can't remember who it was, but I think it's spot on. He tries to act as though he's not a feeble old man with onset of dementia. And you will see this with people who have this affliction who are is still in the you know earlier stages or have been able to subside some of the symptoms but are aware, hey, I'm slipping where they will try to act as though they are not slipping because they feel like any indication they are slipping is an indictment on them. Now, these are just regular people, much less somebody who's leading the free world. And when he does these trippings, he's oftentimes trying to, it appears, run. So if you look at that video yesterday, Mm -hmm. he shakes these people's hands, he turns around, and it's as though he looks like he's starting to run. Remember when he fell up the stairs, he's trying to, you can't do it, buddy. You can barely walk. Stop trying to run, and he takes this gargantuan plunge. Mm -hmm. Now, look, it is one thing to see an old man take a fall and go, oh, my gosh, that's terrible. However, when you as the same old man were indicting the guy you were running against, because remember when Trump, there was that icy ramp. He was giving a speech somewhere, Mm -hmm. and it's an icy ramp. And he was laughing about it afterwards. He goes, there's no way anybody was getting down that ramp without someone helping him get down that ramp. So he took advantage and had the the guards or the member of the military help him down the ramp. And the media had a field day yeah. about it. Ate him up. Over. Oh, he's so old. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so feeble. And Biden was right there with him making fun of Trump. Look at how he steps and look how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps, okay? Come on. So if you're going to be pile on Patty, then when you can't even stand up, it's not that you need help, it's that you can't stand up. Well, we've got to point out that you can't walk. (laughs) And they always do these photo ops, like the bicycle riding and on the beach. Like, we're believing that he's this physically fit guy. And it just, everybody just keeps going back and questioning whether he's up to the task. And did you see when he did get up, when the the service members, and it looked like Secret Service, tried to help him up? His first couple steps after that, he looked like he still had kind of had that crick in his leg. Like, oh, Cause, cause he's and he, a, my mother is the same age, and if she were to take a fall like that, I would be very concerned. But honestly, oh, oh my gosh, did you break a hip? Are you okay? Right. You know, you're getting to that age where a fall like that can be very dangerous and scary. All right, so Trump, so Trump was in Iowa yesterday, mm-hmm. and at some point 
he becomes aware or was informed that Biden took the fall. And look, we, we are very, very critical of Trump's Trumpiness at times. But I got to say, this response was pretty good. He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down. Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is, look, the whole thing is crazy. You got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about that because you don't you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp, you got to. Tip- <laughs> Acknowledging the rant that he tiptoed down. Yeah, but his, absolutely. His first instinct was, I hope he's OK, because honestly, at an age like that, you do have to be careful. And there's this new ABC News poll that came out and it says that 62 percent of Americans think that uh, they're curious, wondering if Biden's in good enough physical health yeah. to serve effectively. Hey, can I point out? Producer Jason has been filling in for Kevin the last couple days, mm-hmm. and he's doing a phenomenal job. Yes. And so uh, enjoy your fame and fortune here, Jason. Well, I, pay, pay doing... no attention to the mistakes. No, no, mine. no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, we'll give you full credit yeah. for those. You, you, look, look I used to be in that chair when the women worked here, and I was here every day, and you're already doing a markedly better job than I used to Have do. Have you heard from Kevin, by the way? No idea. He could be laying. I did see he posted something with a Ben Franklin lookalike. Oh, good. Uh, but it, for all we know, he could be laying in an alley in the in a in a Boston deserted Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, al- I was pulled in Austin Powers there. Allow myself to introduce <laughs> myself. myself. For all we know, he could be laying in a deserted Boston alleyway. Boom! There we go. I pulled a Biden. <laughs> I hope not. He did ask if I wanted a souvenir, and I said, "Yeah." Bring me something. You bet. Was this an official Uno Gold? No, uh, no. He just went to cause excursion. trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's 928. Good morning. It is 933. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So when was the last time you went and shopped at Target? I used to go there all the time. Yeah. Less now. Their stock was just downgraded by J.P. Morgan yesterday. Wow. Well, when you honk off at least half the country, (laughs) and then you double down on your honking off of at least half the country, Mm -hmm. probably going to be some ramifications. Yeah, they slashed their stock price from one forty four to from one eighty two to one forty four. That's a pretty big drop. Yeah, and the stock is now neutral. From it used to be called overweight. (laughs) <laughs> now it's being called neutral. But Target is saying it's because the millennial customers aren't going to be shopping there as much because their student loan payments are going to resume. Oh, sure. yeah, That's, that's why. That's why it is, right? So, yeah, so as you said, it's uh, the shares are at a three-year low, uh, 131.16 per share as of yesterday when Fox Business ran the article. And what is uh, reassuring is that conservatives are beginning to play by the same mechanisms, rules, operating procedures that the Democrats have for a long time. Guess, you know, for years it's like uh, liberals would scream, they would shout, they would threaten, they would boycott, they would this, and conservatives would just go, well... You know, it is what it is, and we're free market people, and businesses can do what they want, and we'll just go places. And I think they have, and maybe the Bud Light thing was 
the rallying cry that finally got people involved in the game Mm -hmm. that they said, we've got to start doing something or we are going to lose every bit of this country that still remains. And it looks like thus far, even in loosely organized efforts, they're having some measure of success. Yeah, it was the tuck-friendly swimwear and the pride merch for children that has really made a lot of people angry about this. It's not even the pride merchandise. It's the pride merchandise targeted at children. Here's the thing that nobody has been able to explain to me. And I am still willing to hear all sides of this. 317-684-8444. I say this as someone who has long believed, and there is a long record of me espousing this before gay marriage was legal, whatever, that the government has no business in the marriage business. That is between you, Mm -hmm. the person, and whatever church chooses or not chooses to recognize that union. So when people ask me, are you for gay marriage? I will say, while my personal belief is no, I believe the government has no business in the private in enforcing the uh, saying who can enter into a private contract with whoever. So, would I attend a church that supports gay marriage? No. However, it's none of my business what you do with your personal time. So that is how I've always answered that question. So, I'm not some, you know grenade-throwing extremist on the issue. I believe the government has no business in the contract business. However, no one, because we're in what some people deem Pride Month. I do not acknowledge Pride Month, Casey, because I don't, I'm not going to celebrate your sexuality. Your sexuality is your business. The same way my sexuality is my business, and Jason's sexuality is his business, and your sexuality is your business, Casey. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't hold it against you. I don't hold it for you. I'm not throwing you a parade. And when you throw it in my face and force me to embrace it, I am going to coil back and object. And it it keeps getting thrown in my face, which makes me- For an entire month. Exactly. I want to not care, but now I have to care. And if you force me to care, I'm going to care against it. Okay, so I don't know if you've heard about this video, or it's a song, rather. It's called Boycott Target, and it's from this rapper- Forgiato Blow is his name, and it's number two on iTunes right now, beating out Taylor Swift. Let's take a listen. Yeah, yeah. Attention all shoppers, attention all shoppers. Yeah. So this video, it's had 4.4 million views. It's beating Taylor Swift, you said? It's beating Taylor Swift. It's beating Luke Combs. Wow. They had the number, well, this article is saying that that song is the number one spot on iTunes. It must fluctuate between one and two. But uh, yeah, Taylor Swift was number two. Luke Combs was number three. And that song, Boycott Target, has been at number one. And the rapper who created the song is even saying that he's being shadow banned now. Wow. People are trying to not let his song be out there and it he says he's facing censorship 
Uh, real quick, Casey, may I have a moment? Yeah, you want to talk about the property tax rally you've got going on? Yes, well, yes. It's uh, tomorrow, noon until 2, at the State House. I am not putting the thing on. I am just simply an attendee. I'll get up there. I will wow everyone with my general overarching charm and charisma and then uh, head out back on the path by which I came. But it is noon until 2, tomorrow at the State House. And somebody has been kind enough to put the effort and energy to get the various permits, the PA systems, the whatever, Mm -hmm. in order to do this. And so if you are someone who is upset that the government is trying to make it impossible for you to afford to live in your home, now would be a keen opportunity. And look, I know it's a weekend and you got things going on. But if you don't go, the reason the angry red-shirted teachers always get their way is they show up. Mm-hmm. And they are loud and they are obnoxious and they are mean. Now, I'm not saying you got to be mean, but you need to be loud. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you need, need to show up. Yeah, and you need to be obnoxious. And I'll make it worth your time to be there. We all know me in front of a large crowd is always uh, uh, always try to deliver for the audience in question and you you are planning on coming yeah i was thinking that i might have to go to costco and get my property tax suckers <laughs> you know a big box of dum-dums to pass out symbolic for our legislators who are making us pay all these property taxes so i will speak i will try to talk to as many of you fabulous people as i i can uh before i have to venture out into the great yonder from which i came and so we we'll, would love everybody to be there tomorrow, noon to two at the State House. Okay. Let's talk about what's going on with this student loan transfer. I, I don't want to call it relief transfer. The Senate says they're they're going to vote to block it now. They, yeah, they did. And so they've sent it to Biden. So the, the House had passed. So obviously the uh, the Biden 10K giveaway, <laughs> as we've, we've uh, dubbed it here, uh, is in front of the Supreme Court. There's been a challenge. The Supreme Court took the case that Biden cannot cancel up to, for some people, it's up to $20,000 of student loan debt. The argument is that is these were loans. They were not grants. That is spending money. Only the Congress can spend money, and only the Congress can decide whether or not to cancel money that is owed to the Treasury. And so the Supreme Court has heard that. Uh, it certainly appeared, based on the comments by the judges during oral arguments that they were leaning towards saying Biden can't do that, but you never know with the Supreme Court. So the House passed being proactive. Uh, again, another example of the House passing something they have, know has no chance to become law, passed a bill that said Biden cannot do this. The Senate, with votes from, I believe it was Manchin, Tester, and Cinema, the three vulnerable Democrats up for re-election next year, voted to confirm the House bill. So it goes to Biden's desk where it will be promptly vetoed and ignored in the order in which it is received. Right, exactly. So they, they did pass it, but it's not going to have any chance of becoming law. It is 942. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Yesterday, we talked about how Donald Trump wants to have a big party, and he talked about the Great American Fair. In Some- Iowa! In, in Iowa. Well, hot dang, Casey. There's no pandering there at all. <laughs> but there are some changes coming to the Indiana State Fair, and uh, we'll talk about that coming up from 93 WIBC. Good morning. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 945. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find us both on Twitter. He's at Rob M. Kendall 
I'm at Casey Daniels 317. What's wrong? You what? look like you have a confused look on your well, face. Well, I have a question for you. Okay. And I'm just going to throw this at you because uh, it just dawned on me, and I'm fascinated to get your input on this. So we've got Fox News on in the studio. We have various TVs. We keep track of what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And Ron DeSantis is now speaking to people in South Carolina. He's been making the rounds. He was in Iowa, then went to New Hampshire, and now what, South Carolina? Yeah, so, yeah. and obviously, again, the reason our show is so wildly popular is we uh, we call every Everyone out, even the people we like. If I'm a taxpayer in the state of Florida, and everybody should be able to run for whatever office they want to run for, mm-hmm. aren't you kind of upset? And I'd say this if you're a, a, a South Carolina resident for Tim Scott or whoever is in, currently in a public office of some sort, that your money is, you're paying a guy to do a job, and yet now he's basically asserted that for the next year I'm on quasi-vacation, and you're going to be paying me to go on vacation. Well, that's why Florida had that law that said that you couldn't do that while you were governor, and they changed that Yeah, law. and that law clearly wasn't worth the paper it was printed on, because as soon as they got right. some guy who might win... But here's the deal, though. The legislative session is over, so it's not like he's got to sign or not sign a bunch of bills that are crossing his y- desk. Yeah, but you know, I give the same argument to like the uh, like the state reps and stuff. You're still getting paid. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing anything, if you only are working during session, which is the way it is, then why are you getting paid? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you if think he, it should be prorated for the three months out of the if year? If he work? wants to run for president, you go right on ahead. I'm just saying, as as a, if I were a taxpayer in that state, mm-hmm. that would bother me that the guy has basically waved the white flag on. I mean, he's not. There's no way he's going to be in any sort of intricate. Uh, media you know involvement in public policy going forward now he'll obviously have people that will do that for him and we'll give him the information and he'll sign or veto whatever but i don't know i mean it's just something that dawned on me as i was watching that i was like dude you are not really governing at this point you are running for president i'm sure he has a suzanne crouch down there uh yeah a very silent person who just does whatever he tells them to do yes i'm sure he probably has uh many of those people there casey so anyway i didn't mean to derail the segment i just saw that but that's kind of interesting okay let's talk about what's going on with the indiana state fair this year the theme is basketball but well boy they really thought outside the box on that one right right let's go with something fresh and new if you basketball yeah that's it if you were to think of the creativity or the lack thereof of the past seven years of eric holcomb the theming the state fair basketball would be the best example i could come up for (laughs) okay so this year they're starting some new rules there's going to be some changes one revolving around unaccompanied minors Uh and the other is the size of bag that you can bring into the fairgrounds this these are all safety measures okay so what was the thing on the bag does it say because it does uh let's see bags must be nine by ten by twelve inches or smaller what is that what does it say does it give an example like is that a is that a uh well a book th- bag is that a yeah okay i don't have a problem with any of this what did you hold up well, your hands well, oh, well, thanks, jason's, Jason. jason's <laughs> trying to show you with his hands that's great for radio um it, it's this big rob <laughs> i don't know i'm just trying to help rob well i don't yeah i don't uh and for the ten thousand people out there listening you've done a phenomenal job uh i don't have a problem with this because number one kids should not be running around on state property unattended to get into whatever trouble they possibly can. 
I think that rarely ends well for anyone, and the best it could be is neutral. And if you're going to have kids and you're going to go to a state event on state property, you should have to be there watching your kid. I don't have a problem with that. And number two, I don't particularly want guys bringing book bags yeah. into the state fair. You're there to ride the rides. You're there to acquire some merch. You're they'll, there to eat. They'll eat the food. If you're buying merch, they'll give you a bag from the vendor. I don't have a problem with any of this. Okay, so the... The age requirements that they're changing. It says a parent, legal guardian, or chaperone who's 21 or older must accompany juveniles who are younger than 18 starting after 6 p.m. So that's the deal. Well, and I think part of that, too, is that if you were more apt to have local youth who were there to cause trouble rather than to enjoy, say, the horses and the pigs and the roasting ears and the ice cream the dairy barn mm-hmm. those people are more apt to be there in the evening uh engaging in conflict with their fellow local youth but isn't that a nice date option for younger kids hey let's go to the failed fair together and now mom or dad have to go along the date well uh is it i'm just it, playing devil's advocate well, i understand there. but to, isn't it animal house where he says it's it's uh too bad that a few bad apples had have to, to ruin it for the bunch. It for everyone. Yeah. Isn't that what uh, Eric Stratton says mm-hmm. in the famous hearing at the end of Animal House? Eric Stratton, Rush Chairman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, look, unfortunately, this is the world we live in where you have a lot of unsupervised youth with no parental oversight whatsoever who are able to get access to dangerous weapons and who have shown, I mean, we've seen at the Marion County Fair, multiple instances of basically riots breaking out. And so unfortunately, yeah, you're right, Casey, 100% right. That is going to ruin it for some people. But until we as a society say we're not going to tolerate it, well, then sorry, you're going to get screwed. It's just a shame because it seems like it would be a nice, wholesome place that a young couple in a budding romantic relationship could go, but now they have to have a chaperone. The fair is going to run from July 28th through August 20th. We'll be closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. But this just goes to show you what happens when we have liberal prosecutors who are soft on crime and let just, you know, bad things run rampant and then it spills out over into the fair. All right, let's talk about what's going on with Senator Kane. He wants to block this pipeline. Yes, so Tim Kane, not to be confused with the famous Orson Welles character, Citizen Kane, Mm -hmm. although probably both equally bad at being politicians. Uh, Tim Kane, Senator from Virginia. Now, uh, I don't believe that he was successful in this because by the when we had done the template last night, they had not announced that they were going to, over cover of darkness, vote on the debt ceiling bill. The Republicans are, after this, this debt ceiling was another example of you will not convince me the Republicans are not trying to lose elections. Because in this bill, they, they being the Republicans, Kevin McCarthy, uh, gave Joe Manchin, who is up for re-election, mm-hmm. one of the most vulnerable Democrats in the Senate, up for re-election next year, a giant win. So when Joe Manchin voted for the Green Dream, one of the assurances he got from Schumer, and this shows how stupid Joe Manchin is and these these people who will represent us are, he didn't get it in the bill. He just got an assurance from Schumer that they would vote on a pipeline that is going to be a huge economic boom boon for the people of West Virginia, and part of that pipeline was going to run through the state of Virginia. Well, Tim Kaine, 
who is from Virginia, who is a, was Hillary Clinton's running mate in 2016, uh, total left wacko, totally beholden to the green loonies, said, kiss my backside, we're not doing that. And Manchin was never even able to get this thing up for a vote because they were, there wasn't the votes to pass it. And Kevin McCarthy said, well, here, Joe, here's a giant win for you. We'll just stick it in the debt ceiling bill. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Casey. <laughs> you how, mean the Fiscal Responsibility Act? You're, you're, you're <laughs> lying to your constituents about curbing spending, about not adding to the national debt about you know defunding these new IRS agents you're not doing anything for the most part that would be deemed a republican priority based on how you campaigned and on top of that you're handing the most vulnerable democrat in 2024 a giant win mm-hmm. you cannot convince me that the republicans just like being losers okay so what tim kane he was going to put an amendment into the fiscal responsibility act just mucking it up. You know what? It reminds me of the omnibus bill at the end of the year. It's like, let's just throw everything in it at the last minute. Well, and, and what, see if anybody reads the 99 page thing. What they agreed to do, and it was interesting, Braun was on with Tony yesterday, and I thought he laid this out pretty good, is the Republicans basically caved on an early vote and not drawing this process out because Schumer agreed to hear amendments that he knew had no chance of passing. So Rand Paul, Mike Lee, these guys were like, well, it's going to pass regardless because of losers like Todd Young who have absolutely no backbone. So at least if we can get these amendments for a vote, we can put people on the record. It's going to pass anyway, thanks to backstabbers like Todd Young. So let's just do this quick. Mm -hmm. And I guess this is one, it must have failed because if there's any changes, the bill would have had to go back to the House. So... Congratulations, Joe Manchin, on your giant victory, and uh, it'll probably help him get reelected yeah, next year. Yeah, exactly. One last thing before we get to the news at the top of the hour. I, I have an idea for you, Rob. I think I know how you're going to feel about this. Yes. But I found a way for your baby to pay for herself. Oh, great. Wonderful. Gerber has announced they're looking for their next spokes baby. <laughs> Do they know babies can't talk? Spokes baby? (laughs) The baby that is selected to be the new face of Gerber will get $25,000. How do you feel about that? Having your baby's face all over everything Gerber? Nope. Not happening. Not ever going to happen, ever. It is 9.56. My baby's face will be seen in my house. That's where you'll see my baby's face. And that's it. 9.56 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.